imagine just in your mind for a moment kind of zero in on that thing that situation that person whatever it is maybe that that thing that just keeps coming back keeps coming back that you just seem to not be able to get victory over and what I want you to do for a moment is is get that in your mind but I don't want you to obsess about it like I don't want you just to look at that what I want you to do is I want you to offer it to the Lord whatever it is Maybe you've been fighting for a long time. Maybe you've been in a, in a battle for a long time. And what I want to do is I want to sing that, 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 that part of the song that just simply says, you said. And so what I want to do is just align ourselves again with the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word that says... Nothing is impossible. Do you need that this morning? Come on, anybody need that? So let's deliver that to the Lord and say, God, I'm giving you this thing. I believe. I'm giving you this thing. It is done. Come on, church. You said, I believe. You said. We're trading it in. We're giving it to you. Thank you, Father. It is done. declare this over our lives we worship you this morning Jesus yes we do Jesus Jesus just tell him God I believe I believe in you more than I believe in that thing Jesus we thank you Holy Spirit, we worship you. We thank you. Fill your people. Fill the people today that are just holding on. Help them to believe again. Be encouraged by the word of God. We love you, Lord. We honor you above all things. We come here today to hear from you. We're not here to do some religious thing. We, we need to hear from you. And so, Father, as we open your word this morning, would you speak directly to whatever it is that you have for us? 
Maybe it's not even what I'm speaking about, but the Holy Spirit will take it and get it to you in the way that you need to hear it so that you can grab hold of life and food for the journey. Jesus, we thank you. Just just say to the Lord, just say, Lord, I love you. (laughs) If you don't love him yet, that's okay. Get ready. Get ready because he loves you. Come on. He loves you very much. Jesus, we thank you. (laughs) Oh, we love you, Lord. Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Come on. Say to your neighbor, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> so you're like, I don't want to say that. I don't want to get ready. I don't, I don't like that idea. Uh, it's so good to be with you this morning. I hope that you feel encouraged and blessed and God is just moving in powerful and miraculous ways. Amen. 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 You know, I, uh, I was thinking about babies. I know, right? Not that, that, not that I want any more babies in my life. I've had enough babies in my life. But I was thinking about moms, um, women in our church that are with child. Come on. That's a biblical way of saying it. With child. I love it. I love seeing God building his kingdom in that way. And I was just thinking and praying about this because I, I just feel like compelled to pray for that. And, and, but I, I also want to pray for people who want to be moms. That, like people who want to be moms or people that are looking for some kind of divine connection with a kid that's out there. You know, that there's some adoptive connection that could be made. Because, see, we live in a world that, is, that, that treats Infants and babies sometimes as disposable things. And the enemy is so committed to killing potential by doing some of the worst things I've ever seen. But I don't want to get off on that because some of you are like, oh, he went political. No, I didn't. I went biblical. For, a, for just a second, some of you are like, oh, no. But here's what I want to say. Regardless of where you line up, do you believe that God loves kids? Yeah, of course you do. He loves babies. He wants to make sure kids find good homes. Come on. And so I want to just pray for that. I I just felt compelled to do that. So would you join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you that you (laughs) superintend the world. We thank you that your word tells us that every little one whether they're in the womb, whether they're before the womb, whether they're after the womb, is precious to you. You know the head, you know the hair, you know their fingers, their toes, their eyeballs, everything, God, you know. And so, Lord, just for a moment, we want to pray for the little ones that are already here, the little ones that are in utero, God, we want to pray for an anointing and a power to be manifest in their life. Father, that that these little ones would be world changers as we raise them in the things of God. 
Father, I want to pray for moms and dads who want to be in relationship. They want to connect. They want to be moms and dads. And perhaps that has not been their story. And so I'm going to pray for two things. Father, I pray for some people in here that's been trying for a long time to get pregnant. In Jesus' name, Father. And then at the same time, I want to pray for moms and dads that maybe that's not their story. But I pray that you would make some divine connections. That these little ones might find good homes. And that they might be raised in the faith and the, the things of God. We thank you, God for these things in jesus name amen amen Amen. come on you guys are getting multiple churches all at the same time multiple things i've got like two sermons many sermons for you today and so we'll get to that in a second you're like two yep two everybody say two come on Woo! yes (laughs) some of you're like no not two (laughs) i want to start by reading a few passages of scriptures to you this is um, the first passage is in Psalm 37, starting in verse 4. So if you have your Bibles, you can follow along. But I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures. They'll be on the screens as well. Psalm 34, verses 4 and 5. Perhaps you've heard these words. Listen. Delight yourself. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall what? Give you the desires of your hearts. And then verse 5 says this. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him. One of the things I've found is that sometimes when we read verse 4, we forget verse 5. You know what I mean? Like verse 5 gets left out. Because sometimes we just reach in and we grab what we need. And I actually think that if we reach in and grab what we need or what we think we need, we might not be getting the thing that we need. Because in this passage of Scripture, Jesus is, or God is very clearly telling us something that's very important in order for the things to come to pass in your life. And so I wanted to just, just start here. You guys okay? Get this. Think about this. The word delight simply means soft, pliable, Delicate. Now think about that for a second. Soft, pliable, delicate. Doesn't that seem to indicate that there's a a submissiveness to it? A surrendering? In other words, that I am pliable in God's hands. That God is doing something in my life. That God is working in my life. That God is molding some things in my life. And that's what I think is interesting about that word delight. Is that it's, it's it's a softness before a holy God. And, and that's really important to understanding what's happening in this passage of Scripture because to delight ourselves in the Lord ultimately means that we are open, we are delicate, we are pliable, right? To the will and the purpose of God. And this is important that we get this. I had a mentor say it this way. He said, God creates in you Get this. He creates in you the desires of your heart. Get that. Like, 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 cause I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I think we come to this and we think, well, I really have a desire. How many of you know human desires can be messed up? You ever had a desire for something that was messed up? You ever got it? 
and experienced the pain of it? Come on. I have. I have. Some of you have been eating candy all your life and you have a stomachache. The Bible says that he creates in you a desire. And then listen to this. I'll just add this in. It's not on the screens, but if you want to write it down, it's, it's Philippians 2.13. Listen to this. For God is working in you, giving you the desire. Did you see that? God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So, so God is already working. God is moving in your life. God is stirring. He's shaping. He's, he's molding. But God's also a gentleman. He's not going to make you do it. But if you come to him and delight yourself in him, the Bible says that he will form in you the desires that he wants you to have. And then ultimately, if those desires were in line with his desires, the answer is always yes. Do you understand? And this is important that you get this because I, I found that sometimes we get confused here. And I, I'm going to explain myself, but I want to share two more pas- passages of scripture with you. This is in 2 Corinthians 9 and 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And, who, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Now, I promise I'm going to make the connection for you. In other words, what the Bible is saying is that if you sow geraniums, like geranium seeds, some of you are like, what's a geranium? It's a flower. If you sow geranium seeds and you sow like one of those seeds, you might get one geranium plant. But if you have a whole pocket full of geranium seeds and you sow all those seeds, there's a chance that you're going to get a bunch of geranium seeds. Yes? And so the scripture's saying, if you will sow a little, you get a little. If you sow a bunch, you'll get a bunch. Is that making sense? Everybody good with that? So, so here's the thing that I want to see, because what I've found is that sometimes we only see this passage of scripture from the geraniums. Like it's, it's, it's agriculture, right? Sow and reap, sow and reap. So we think about agriculture. But I think what we have to also understand that sowing and reaping goes beyond agriculture. That sowing and reaping goes beyond those things. And so so let me suggest to you today that I think if we sow negative, if we sow negative, come on, then we will get negative. If we sow positive, we will get positive. Now, we can, we can have conversations about what that looks like, whatever that positive or negative is, but the thing we have to understand, there's a principle here of sowing and reaping that matters. And so here's what I want to suggest to you today. Could we, as a church, as individuals, believe that when we sow faith, come on, that we reap faith? Now, I'm not saying that it's faith that somehow is different than the faith that saves you. I'm just saying that there's a type of faith that's growing too. Like there's a faith for salvation, but come on. When you start thinking about faith to move mountains, some of us check out. Like I, you have enough faith for salvation, but, but when you think about faith to move a mountain, some of us just are like, man, I'm good. Don't think I'm there yet. 
But what I'm trying to get you to see is what's behind the principle. The principle is that we sow and we reap and God is the one involved in that. And this is important. Because what I love about that song that CC sings, or well, in our context, Brie. <laughs> and she sings it well, come on. Yeah? Because that's not an easy song. But what, what, what CC and Brie understand is that when we sow belief, it leads to something even greater than what we currently know or can have because I think it's sad if we go to God with just our experience and say God will you answer my prayers in relationship to what I've experienced we need to get focused on a God that can and then watch this in Proverbs 18 21 I love this Proverbs 18 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit In other words, if you love life, you'll eat its fruit. If you love death, you'll eat its fruit. Anybody want some rotten fruit in their life? You ever experience rotten fruit? It's disgusting. Imagine biting into a rotten piece of fruit. It's gross. It's death. It's nasty. But that juicy fruit, like like right now, you, you know, you go and buy some pineapple. It's not very good at the store. But when you buy it when it's ripe, it's real good, right? It's real good. You're like, whoa, I love that. I gotta give you some of it, right? Some of you are like, I don't eat fruit. Well, you probably should. <laughs> I get you, brothers and sisters. I don't like fruit either, but I, I go, I have to do it, right? We have to do it. But see, the point is, is that, that, that there's something about what we say and what comes to pass. Now, I know this is hard for us because anybody in here God? No, none of you are God as far as I know. Some of you think you're God sometimes. You have enough pride to be God. But, 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 but in general, we would all say, okay, I'm not God. But the Bible says that we're created in the image of God. Do you know when God created the world? Do you know what he did? He spoke the world into being. Now, look, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you've spoke and there's been a universe created, which would be cool. I'd love to see it. Could you invite us over to your universe? And I'm not saying that somehow I'm going to speak and now a planet's going to pop out of my mouth. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that in my limited capacity as a human being who now has the power of the Holy Spirit living in me, God is leading me to a greater faith that potentially could believe that when I speak, I can create things. Do you understand what I'm getting at? See, this is important that we understand that God wants us to be people of faith. He wants us to believe in a God that can. And I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes in my own life, I I don't always get there. I don't always get there. Now, why am I saying all of this? Well, I wanted, to, I wanted to zero in on something. Because I think it's important as a church that we speak faith words. I think it's important that we speak life. I think it's important that we trust God for those things. That we delight ourselves in the Lord. And we allow to, for Him to create in us His purpose, His plan, His desires, and watch those things come to pass. Like, I, I, I believe that as a church. And matter of fact, I said this last week, we're going to believe God for whatever that promise is 
until God says otherwise. Like if God says, hey, stop, stop praying that. If he says stop, then we should stop. But if he doesn't say stop, then I just think we just keep praying. I just think we just keep believing God. We just keep having faith. We keep pressing in, keep pressing in, keep pressing in. Because here's what I've learned. If we don't do that, what can happen is we start to get discouraged. We start to just allow these things to dictate what we actually believe in faith. Like if we don't get what we want or what we desire, sometimes we actually start to think that God is not involved, that God is not listening, that God doesn't have a plan and a purpose for our life, that God isn't bringing those things to pass. And I just want to say to us as a church, guys, let's get our faith high. You know, one of the things I loved about Pastor David being here, one of the things I love most about what he said, he talked about faith. He talked about getting our faith high. Believing God for things that maybe we don't currently see. Any of y'all have some things that you aren't seeing yet? And so, so there's nothing bad about that. There's something good about that, isn't there? That, that we would get our faith high because we believe in a God that can. But pastor said something that I think confused some people. And so I wanted to bring some clarity. And I, actually, I've already brought the clarity. You're, you're hearing it. Because what I don't want is I don't want to get hung by my tongue. Hear me. James says that I can get hung by my tongue by the stupid things I say. But I also think that sometimes we get hung because we don't speak faith. We don't speak the promises of God. The Bible says that God's promises are yes and amen for those that are in Christ Jesus. Now, I don't know if we always will see those in this life, but I guarantee you we're going to see them. And so my point is, is that, that we have to understand that God is moving and God is hearing our prayers. And one of the things that I loved about Pastor David's messages is that he gave a great deposit for us as we think about, as we think about this year, as we think about 2023, because I don't know about you, I got to get my faith up. I want to believe God for things that I've never believed him for. I mean, why not? Right? Why even worship a God that can't? Let's believe in a God that can. Now, in doing so, we delight ourselves in the Lord, which means that we're pliable, which means we're surrendered, which means that, that he's the one that is birthing in us the desire that comes from him. And let me ask you this. Is God going to say no to a desire that comes from him? No. But if that desire comes from somewhere else if that desire comes from somewhere else then what happens is we have to understand that 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 god might be moving us differently i love the way that matthew henry says it this way he says we must make god our heart's delight and then we will have our heart's desires isn't that good Ask this question to yourself. What is the desire of the heart of a good man or woman? He answers this way. He says, it is this, to know and love and live to God, and to please him and be pleased by him. That is the purpose of our life. And I just tell you, friends, when you're in that place, you're good. But what can happen sometimes is, isn't it true that sometimes we think we know better? 
And this is the hardest part sometimes of prayer is that we think we know. And what happens when God says, hey, I love you, kid. I love you and I love your desires and I love what you're doing, but you're off. Wouldn't it be fair to say that we need to surrender then ourselves to the will of, the God, of God? And so it's important that we understand this because see, the truth is, is that when our desires are in line with God's desires, then his answer is yes. But if our desires are not in line with his desires, come on, his answer sometimes can be no. And on top of that, if it affects his glory, his answer might be no. Like if you're asking for something that's going to affect his glory, he's going to say no. It's like the kid that comes to God or comes to his parents and says, God, I want to, or kid or mom and dad, I want to eat the, I want to eat the candy all the time. And you say no, because you know it's not good for him. So sometimes God says no. I love that he says yes. Matter of fact, I want a church that focuses on the yes. I want a church that focuses on the yes. And let God deal with the no. And then the other thing you have to know is that sometimes God says, not yet. So he says yes. Sometimes he says no. And sometimes he says not yet. Now, why would he say not yet? The reason he would say not yet is you might not be ready for what he wants to give you. Because I found in my life, sometimes I, if, I, if I reached or grabbed hold of the thing that God had for me in the future, I wouldn't be able to carry it. I wouldn't be able to hold on to it. it I might be afraid of it. Some of you have a, have a, uh, God has a dream and a vision for your life that's much greater than what you currently can even grab hold of. And sometimes God says, wait. Yeah. It's the scariest thing in the world if we receive something and we don't have the ability, anointing, or character to carry it. See, God, God's always forming in us the character and nature of Jesus. And so it's important that we understand these things. So I just want to, I want to share just a couple of more items here as we think about the type of church we want to be. Because I was actually talking with Pastor David about this. Because I asked him, I was like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by God always says yes? And I asked him, I said, do you believe in this? Do you believe that God says no? Yeah. Do you believe that God says not, not yet? Yeah. So what I've, what I discovered is like all preachers, come on, like all preachers, I stand up here for 80,000 minutes. Some of you like feel that way. 45 minutes, you know, and I preach as hard as I can around a point that I'm trying to make related to the scriptures. And sometimes I don't nuance everything that I say. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't have time to nuance everything. Like, think about this. I'm talking about unanswered prayers. Do you know how many sermons I could do on unanswered prayers? And what I loved about what Pastor David was saying is that he said, look, 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 I get that. I understand that. I love that. And I love that, that he was preaching. This is what he was preaching. He was preaching faith. He was preaching, what do you do when prayers don't happen? He was preaching, what do you do when the enemy shows up and starts blocking some things? right good stuff right good stuff but again wasn't completely nuanced and so what i want to say to you today guys is we want to be a church that always stays true to the bible we want to be true and now, look i'm not going to do this every time a preacher comes into town and i want to have something to say but i felt like god was telling me to say something to the congregation not just so much about what he said but about the type of church i want to be about the type of church I want to see us become. See, the Bible should, is very clear on this. 
You should not just accept everything I say from the stage. You should be people of the book. You should be people that search the scriptures. You should be people like the Bereans that examine the things of God and say, okay, 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 okay. That's good. Or maybe it wasn't good, right? Because I'm sure I've said things over the years. You know how many words that have come out of my mouth? I mean, holy Lord. But I was thinking about that, you know? Is it that, that we need to be the type of people that if something feels off, just maybe even for you, that you search the scripture and you ask questions. Come on. If there's something ever said from here and you have a question, ask it to somebody. Talk to a pastor. Investigate. Because see, God wants to meet you right there in your question. And he's going to teach you. He's going to show you some things. Now, you better not bow up. You know what I'm talking about? Have somebody like, Pastor, I heard this. No, come with a humble heart. Say, Lord, I'm tr- I, I, God help me. I'm, I'm trying to understand. Pastor, will you, will you help me understand? I'm, I'm confused by this or conflicted because that looks in odds. And, and I just want to ask. So, so I know I, I, I'm giving you a little bit, but, but I think it's important. Here's the other thing I want to say. Believe the best about people. Right? Believe the best. I don't know. I, I just think we have an epidemic of offense in our churches, in our world. And I'm not accusing anybody today of that. I'm just saying, this is the kind of church I want to be a part of. Then how about this? Eat the meat and spit out the bone. Some of you are like, what's that mean? If you're poor, you understood. If you grew up poor. Listen. Every time I speak, there's meat. Now, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm just saying there's meat. There also might be some stuff that's a bone. You know what I'm talking about? And you just got to be, that's not good. That's not for me. That might be good for somebody else, but that's not for me. And be mature enough to deal with that. Because look, that's just the world we live in. Did you know preachers are fallible? The Bible says that we see in part... You see in part. And until Christ comes in his glory, we will continue to see in part. So we do our best to be honorable of the scriptures. And then finally, this is the last one. Avoid canceling imperfect people. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of canceling imperfect people. Aren't you? Don't you get mad when you see it in the news? Well, let's not do it to preachers either. You know what I mean? All right. Now we're going to shift gears.